You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JFC has closed its doors for another day, so it's time for the five o'clock shadow. And as always on a Wednesday, I speak to Skulk Lowe from PSG Wealth, Old Oak Division in Cape Town Markets. Yeah, people telling me, look, the banking crisis is over, Skulk, and uh, yeah, no, we're going to be going on from here, and we've pushed that aside. But I still see the market in mid-range. And when I say the market, I always use the S&P 500 or the MSCI. S&P 500, my favorite. It's in mid-range. It's going nowhere. We've got Easter coming up. We've got selling May and go away, looming on the horizon. So what is your impression of the overall market globally? Yeah, uh, I, it's, it's like you just said. It's like we said we're currently walking on eggs. It's we we, I mean, we had Michael Barr, the vice chairman of supervision, you know, for the Federal Reserve, Fed, and he came out and said, well, you know, today silicone troubles, uh, silicone banks troubles, you know, were due to poor risk management, um, basically suggesting that this uh, this could just be an isolated case. I don't know. No. Lindsay, we're not going to reiterate what we've said over the past few weeks, but you're not going to create this this amount of liquidity in the market and, and then take away that liquidity. It's, it's, it's like feeding your kids, like feeding your kids, you know, a bag of, of sugar and, and sweets every night. And then just suddenly... You just take it away. You just take it away. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have some you know serious explaining to do, or you're gonna have some troubled kids. Um, so so yeah, I, th- I think that's that's um, that is the, the problem. Do I think it's it's over and done and dusted? No, I, I don't think so. And I think markets are telling us, you know, with 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 a few movements, you know, the past few days that they don't think it's 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 done and dusted either. So let's see. I agree with you. And the market, as I said to a previous commentator, is in transition at the moment. It doesn't know whether rates are going to go up or whether rates are going to come down. Rates were going up before the Silicon Valley Bank story and the other banks and Credit Suisse, etc. I said rates were then put on hold and maybe even come down. But now that the banking crisis, the mini banking crisis has sort of drifted off a little bit, now they're saying, well, we can now continue to raise rates. Nobody knows what's going on. It's a very strange yeah. time. It's almost as though you're in limbo between the bulls and the bears. Mm. No, no, that's 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 100 percent. I mean, and you, you, <laughs> you ask, nobody knows if interest rates are going to go up or go down. Now, no, the harsh reality is, you know, we need inflation to 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 retrace for for these reserve banks um, to, to 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 stop hiking rates. I mean, that's that's uh, plain and simple. You, you can agree with it and non-agreement. That's a tool that most reserve banks in the world got to actually try and contain um, rising inflation. Now, I, I, did a, I did a tweet yesterday, and I'm, I'm, I might, might tweet it late, later again, but it was, a, uh, you can go and, go and look at it, at Skullclaw on my, my Twitter, where, where I actually just, all that I did was I, I asked the question, you know, do you, do you really think that this money printing spree, the U.S., also known as QE1 and QE2. I saw that QE tweet, yes. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you really think, do you really think that was not the main culprit for, for, for this extraordinary inflation that we're currently sitting with? And and we all know the answer to that now because you look at that graph, you can clearly see. I mean, every time, and, and, I, and I did a pretty much a 60-year, a little bit more than 60-year growth, how how we actually, how they actually increased their money supply. I looked at the M2 money supply. How they increase the money supply, and then 
what what happens to inflation and you can see it in the 70s you know we've had that first spike where they increased money supply and kind of quite a bit and then we saw inflation inflation followed and then the second one naturally a much much bigger bigger jump in inflation with the second time around now this was I mean, this was even worse. I mean, the, if you look at the, the 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 how the U.S. actually printed money, how they fed, went from a from a uh, you know, total assets on their balance sheet of you know about eight hundred million uh, billion dollars, you know, to to you know over nine trillion dollars. I mean, that is just un- mind-boggling to to think. Um, but that's that's the harsh reality. You've, they've printed this money, they've created this inflation. Now some of the banks are starting to fall over, and and what was the first thing they did? They immediately went like, okay, wait, 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 wait. I know we said we're going to do some, you know, um, quantitative tightening now, which they've done, you know, fairly successfully, you know, since uh, let's call it March, uh, of April last year. Quantitative tightening for the listeners out there don't know, don't know what I'm talking about is how they actually. Uh, reduce the, the bond buying processes and um, withdrawing money from the system. In other words, instead of pumping money into the system, they withdraw money from the system. Yeah, I still need to know how they do that. Do they actually go and burn that that, yeah, that money? You see, <laughs> there's, a, there's a whole mystery. I mean, it's a, a world of mystery yeah. out there. But it's the point gone. is, there's not enough. The, the way I look at it is, you're sitting at the desk in the morning, and your boss phones you and says, "We've got this amount of money to punt because the U.S. Federal Reserve has given this amount hmm. of money, and we've we've accepted it." And so you say, "Well, you go into risk assets. That's why the market uh, was so buoyant between 2008 and." Um, I don't know when the peak was. Was it March? Um, I can't remember when the peak was. But anyway, the point is, but now the flow, the punch bowl has been withdrawn. It's like you talk about yeah. sugar for kids. It's like a bottle of tequila for a chap who likes to drink. You know, now it's suddenly gone. Wait a second, now I'm not having so much fun. That's the this way is the it withdrawal works. syndromes that we see. Mm. And I mean, so this, this is the way I see it. This is the massive withdrawal system within the banking within the banking system, and it's not gone yet. So, 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 so I mean, if you look at that graph, you know, of the Fed total assets, you, you can see how they reduce their their assets. You can see how they did the quantitative tightening, Silicon Bank, and these these events happened over the past year. Boom! They just went and quickly just raised their total assets again by three four hundred billion dollars again back to let's call it your your august september last year's levels now now what's what's that what what am i saying you know i'm saying that they've now increased it again i said in the beginning you can see by increasing money by doing this quantitative easing that is creating the problem aka inflation you know now you know banks are falling over because you know, they they're sitting with us uh, without their bottle of tequila or they 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 the bowl of sweets and they 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 can't i mean the banks are just not functioning without this liquidity you put in the liquidity back you're going to put back the inflation unfortunately yeah. that just means that interest rates I don't think interest rates are done and dusted yet. What do you mean? When you say done and dusted, you you mean the raising cycle, the hiking cycle is not Mm. over yet. You think they'll stay stubbornly high. Is that what you're saying, Skulk? We, we we know that when we look at the futures is that they they <clears throat> suddenly feel with all these I don't want to call it mini banking crisis because it's not a banking crisis per se yet in a one we've seen in 2007 eight but I mean with with this mini banking crisis suddenly they went 
the futures or, or the Fed futures mentioned, well, we're going to start seeing a reduction in, in interest rates already in July, and 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 it's you know slowly start seeing it coming down by February because they want to they want to protect the economy, they want to protect their banks. Um, you know what what are they doing to protect it? They they're printing money again. <laughs> they're putting liquidity back in the market. You put liquidity back in the market, there goes inflation. So yes, I am saying if if you unfortunately need to go cold turkey. We need to, you know, the, the whole economy, global economy, it won't be nice. It won't be nice at all because we're going to see a few companies. We're going to see a few banks. We're going to see a few really bad things happening in, 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 the, in the markets. But unfortunately, we need this as a sort of a reset. Um, we can't just... Okay, no, no, just let, let's let's give. No, I just want to say before you go, before you go on, because obviously you're in a role here, and I like that. The gall and the temerity of Mr. Barr saying that it was uh, SVB not having the correct um, structures in place, and you didn't have uh, you didn't have a risk management uh, officer who was on the case all the time, and you had too many long bonds in your on your balance sheet and all that sort of thing. But yes, he's absolutely right. But on the other hand, the reason that they didn't do that was because they had so much cheap money, they didn't think they needed to money was for nothing money for nothing and the chicks are free from that uh, group what is it called dire straits and that's what the banks that's what the banks were doing and you can blame the banks certainly and i agree with that but on the other hand the, the responsibility for what we're going through now is all to do with the u.s federal reserve and other central banks that followed them yeah, we blamed the consumer back in, in the mid 2000s uh, because they they overextended their debts by buying houses which they could never afford. Well, if you're going to offer give these uh, let's call it potential buyers a 120% bond and, and you're going to you know have all these wonderful bells and whistles, naturally you're going to create that problem. And 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 I think we sort of got a similar scenario. Not as luckily, I think the consumer. That's that's the one thing I do think. Is, is better. I think the consumer is a little bit more healthier um, than w- what they were looking like back then. I think the, the the job market is still, you know, fairly fairly resilient. We can see that in in, in um, the unemployment figures that came out. But uh, wow, uh, they need to they, they unfortunately need to dry up this liquidity. They need to go through this quantitative uh, tightening. You can see what they're doing. I mean, I, I said in that tweet yesterday that, that, that maybe. Maybe this is just you know. Let's just give, let's just give this kids a you know a little fix. Let's just give them a few sweets here, and let's just uh, we'll 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 continue the tightening, but but let's just give them a sweet or two for now that then that they don't you know really really you know, um, get get panic attacks here. Um, I prefer the tequila analogy myself. You know, the, the... I, I know, <laughs> I, I know, but but uh, you know, I, I think a few people will jump on me now. Uh, let them jump. Um, uh, Skulk, let's have a look at the JSC today. JSC is doing nicely as well. I mean, it's bouncing back, and you've got the S&P up. Well, last time I looked, uh, let me have a quick look so I can give you context here. Yeah, it's up nearly 1%, which is pretty good. On the corporate front, we're out of earnings season now, but there was a nice Barlow World update today. Uh, Share price uh, initially, after the update, was around about 2% higher. Is this a company you own? Is this a company you like, having seen the trading update? No, no, no. I, I like the trading update. Don't own it. Um, uh, I think I, I prefer, you know, you, you know, often say this, I, I prefer Udeco. Very similar type of company. They, you know, when you look at the the equipment side, 
um, don't do the the the, the, um, the rentals and those kind of things like Volo World does. So, so I just prefer I prefer Udeco um, um, rather than Volo World. But I mean, wow! I mean, wow! It's really, really some solid. Well, it's a voluntary you know trading update. They sort of recap you know on a few things how they've. Um, you know, how they uh, has paid the special dividend and normal dividend, you know, to the value of 1.6 billion. But I think what stood out for me is is when when you look at that trading um, update for the first or for the five months to to 28 February, they they mentioned one thing and they, which which really excited me was you know from a local point of view. And uh, this is narrowing it down to the Southern African businesses, or more specifically the equipment Southern African businesses. Yeah, delivered strong growth. And they mentioned they mentioned this was underpinned by activity in the mining. Uh, mining sector and fleet fleet replacements. That's a that's a that's a fairly positive sign. I mean, clearly, mining mining sector is is, is looking good. And and they mentioned, I mean, it, it's a, it's it re- represented close to a 42 percent increase to the previous year. Now I know the previous previous period was coming for low base. Sorry to interrupt again. Coming for low base because I had this conversation with a previous commentator, and I said, well, this this concurs and this coincides with master drillings numbers yesterday yep. and master drilling is obviously is in a different league in other words much much smaller than barlow world but on the other hand it's doing really really well so does that mean that suddenly because of um, the higher prices uh, over the last uh, six months to a year people have suddenly said in the mining industry let's get digging here let's do something yep. and let's get going because it's a cyclical business the commodities business Correct. as you well know what do you think correct yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, the, the scenario we just get from a from a macro point of view, and I'm not going to go too deep in the, into this into the, into the scenario. But what I just sketched when I, when I talked about you know pumping you know, liquidity back in the market to sort of safeguard some of these banks, you you, you create sort of the, the 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 monster, aka inflation. All that they're saying is you you. you Put liquidity in the market. Suddenly, there goes the iron ores again. There goes the, 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 the precious metal prices. We've seen it yesterday in the movement in, in the oil price. Um, and what we've seen in Bala World is Bala World say, well, we, we've seen some activity. We've seen some great activity activity in, in the mining business. And if this continues, let's call it this 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 um, uh, movement in in the commodity cycle, or I don't want to call it the super cycle because then you know people might think it's it's just unheard of. When this cycle continues, which it clearly seems like it's going to be doing. Um, this is very positive for Bala World. And the company is trading at a nine times PE ratio. Yeah. I mean, that is that is attractive. Um, that is attractive. And if you buy into this this whole, let's call it commodity, could remain stable, could even see a further increase in the next few months, this might be a company that you need to put in your radar. Okay. And we'll keep watching that one. Uh, Skulk, what we have to do now is talk very briefly before we go to the numbers. Talk about Alibaba. Suddenly... Alibaba, having been a little bit of a pariah recently, suddenly decides, okay, restructuring, let's unlock some shareholder value here and take this giant company and split it up into six bits. And suddenly the Hang Seng takes off and suddenly Nasperson Process takes off and everything's fine in, in the Chinese tech world again. It's very interesting. And also it, it boosts the JSE. Isn't it funny that a company called Alibaba decides to split itself up and the JSE benefits from it? What a connected world we live in. 
It's a massive company. So let's firstly take that. I mean, it's very similar to Tencent. I mean, you know, South Africans, we're sort of more known with, with, with uh, you know, Tencent you know, as, a, as a gaming internet company. But Alibaba is actually massive. It's a massive, massive uh, you know, company. And when you look at, and then I'll, I'll just, that's a nice graph for, 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 for listeners to go and look at. I mean, just go take your, there's a there's an ETF. Um, I think it's the the the, the uh, um, code is KWEB KWEB. Uh, that's a that's a, um, a Chinese internet uh, company ETF. And then you take the 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 the, the US internet uh, company ETF. You put them together and you just see how massively. And when I say massively, I'm talking gigantically. These um, the the Chinese internet companies underperformed the uh, the U.S. counterparts over the past eighteen months. Now there was good reasons. There was reg- regulatory environment. We had the war in the U.S. and and maybe China being a little bit too tight with 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 Russia. But so there was good reasons for 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 these it's called Chinese companies to to be under pressure. But I mean you get to a point where this get to way 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 too cheap, and then you get corporate actions. I mean wow. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've we've spoke about companies like Woolworths, which was also in the news today. Woolworths, you know, they've got different parts. How many times we've said, well, just please, let's just you know separate Woolies food and 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 the Woolies clothing and and um, uh, cosmetic side because uh, that that'll just be much better, you know, reflective and sort of value. You know, create some value for 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 shareholders out there. Now that's what 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 Alibaba has done. Said, well, we've got six main areas. We're gonna we're gonna unbundle. You know, or not unbundle. We're gonna split this company into six parts. I mean, and that that's 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 just fantastic from a value point of view. I I, I still think that uh, your your Chinese internet companies. I know there's always massive risk. Uh, you know, in these companies, but I still believe. That these these companies offer you know you know better value at current levels uh, compared to they 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 the US. Good, so a positive move from Alibaba, and it's certainly affected the markets. Not just uh, the Chinese markets, the Shanghai index and the Hang Seng, but also the JSE and so many other indices worldwide. Let's have a look at what's happening on the markets now. And as always, I'll start with the currency. The rand's done well. The rand's done well. It was eighteen fifty not that long ago. It's currently eighteen oh nine which is a US dollar, which has fallen by half a percent. Uh, British pound against the rand is 22.29, which is also around about half a percent weaker for the pound. The euro rand is half a percent down, 19.60. Uh, euro dollar 108.30, which has barely changed from last night's close. British pound against the US dollar, the cable, is unchanged at 123.15. Now, the gold price... I really thought that this week we'd see it above 2,000, Skulk, and we'll maybe talk about gold in, in a moment, but let me get over with these <laughs> these prices. I know, you're all excited. 1965. You said all the magic words. You said all the magic words. You said the dollar yes, is weaker. It's, it's like a, yeah, like, no, like a dog with a treat, you know. You get that treat out and Skulk starts fun. wagging his tail. The gold price is 1966. <laughs> yeah, down $6.00. An ounce platinum is barely changed at 9.78, and palladium is 14.31 dollars an ounce, which is up 26. Other commodities, oil price was on its knees a week ago. It's a little bit better now. It's up 0.4 percent to 78.99. That's Brent crude, and West Texas crude is 73.68, which is up two thirds of a percent. Uh, natural gas prices uh, just down a little, a little bit, half a percent weaker. 
And what else have we got there? Iron ore prices, the ones that South Africans might be interested in, up 2% to $133 per tonne. On the capital markets, I've got the US 10-year bond yield at 3.55%, the South African 10-year bond yield at 9.82%, which is seven basis points weaker than yesterday. S&P 500 futures doing very nicely. Thank you very much. Not They're off their highs, but still elevated up 0.9% to 4,037 and a bit. Bitcoin had a torrid time earlier in the week and now has bounced back beautifully up 6% to 28,455. And what else have we got here? Let me give you some of my uh, gainers and losers, uh, Skalk. I mean, we, we, the only corporate story that we spoke about in our broader chat was the Barlow World story. But let's have a look at some of the movers today. You can give me some of yours as well. I've got Hammerson up nearly 7%. RCL Foods up 3 and 3 quarters. Textainer up 3.1. Tungela, whose numbers came out this week, 2.9% higher. Exaro up 2 and 3 quarters. Speaking about iron ore earlier on. On the downside, African Rainbow Minerals down 4 and 3 quarters. Mondi PLC down 4.5. RB Platts down 3.1, Anglo Platts down 2.4, and First Rand down 2.4. Um, any of those ex-div, any of those, any things I'm missing all there? <laughs> all of them, all of them. Yeah. All of them? You can, you can, yeah, yeah, and you can, you can incre include the, the JSE as well, that's down, you know, 7.2%, but, but all of them are ex-div stories, so, so yeah. So uh, African Rainbow Minerals, Mondi, Royal Buffer King, Anglo Platt, and First Rand, all ex-div, yeah? All, all ex-divs, yes. There you all go. All of them. That's why I've, that's no that's, need to worry. That's no why I have worry. you on a Wednesday because you tell me about these things. So nothing really. Okay, outside of those, what have you seen? Uh, I mean, uh, we, we there were not a lot of movers. We've we've, we've had the the Woolies one. I mean, uh, not a massive movement today. Um, Woolies down one point three percent. The only news there's uh, Mr. Reza. Isaacs, uh, he resigned as a group financial director and also an executive director. Um, I, I think you know, mentioned. I think it was, was JP Morgan. They they mentioned in their report that it's not a it's 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 not a big uh, announcement. Should not have an, an an effect. They still think that the, the positives still outstrip um, all the all the negatives within in, in Woody's. But market market didn't like it today. Market uh, you know, did punish Woody's a little bit. One point three percent down. But that's the that's the only thing I could really really find. I mean there was a. It was a quiet day in terms of news flow. I mean, yes. that was definitely the case. But well, it's Easter yeah, coming like up. And Skulk, it's Easter exactly. coming up. I mean, South Africans notoriously sort of ease into a holiday by by going on holiday early. That's that's what happens. And it really it really does feel like that now. Earnings season over, Easter coming up, people looking forward to it. Uh, so why not? Let's have a quiet period uh, for a change. What about the closing indices, if you would? So, JSE, let's look at uh, all the indices. JSE all share closed the day at 76,480 points. That is up 60 basis points. Uh, the resource index, that was up 30 basis points. And, uh, yeah, as you could, could think, I mean, uh, industrials had a wonderful day up, you know, just shy of 1%, 0.96% in the green financials. Down a little bit, I mean, I said a little bit, pretty much just nine basis points for the day. Top 40. Close the day at 70,865 points, also 0.6% in the green. We look at the value trade in the market, very quiet. Day. I mean, that is just one of the quietest days that I've seen this year. We didn't even make 16 billion, oh. and 15 
15.48 billion value traded. That is really, really so. poultry. That's really poor. Boring. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's not worry about that. Just give us some Wall Street uh, before we talk about gold very briefly. So the Wall Street, as it currently stands, you just mentioned it, S&P 500 now up 1% for today. Dow Jones, 61 basis points in the green wall. And NASDAQ, tech companies are having a wonderful kickback today, 0.3% in the positive. Very nice. I want to talk about gold now. I can't remember all those uh, months, maybe even years ago, where gold went through 2000. Did it go to 2100 or 2200 in US dollar terms? I'll, I'll have a look. Uh, I think it was, uh, you know, I'm not going to guess. I'm just going to bring it up. No, you've got to bring it up because it's suddenly you're looking at this thing and I was thinking it was going to change its big figure from uh, 1800 to 1700 at one point. And now you're closer to 2000 and it, it, it's crept up on me. I mean, I don't watch it as assiduously as you do, um, but <laughs> I don't know how, how long... I don't know how much further it needs to go in order to achieve a new record high. Yeah, I don't think it's far. Um, and it's when far. we look at the levels, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking here at, um, let's just quickly, here we go. Um, August the 6th, 2020, we know that was in the heart of, uh, of yeah. COVID-19. Where was it? Uh, gold yeah, gold price went up to two thousand and sixty-four dollars per ounce. So twenty-one hundred almost. Yeah. Yeah, twenty-one hundred. Twenty-one hundred. Then, then we also again um, March last year, we we saw it, you know go up to bring this up again. It it, it touched it, it touched at two thousand again. Oh, it went to two thousand and fifty dollars. Mm -hmm. So again, just shy of those levels. And go. and one thing that I did say yesterday, because I had a few. Well, let's call it nice, positive debates with some of my colleagues. And, and I said, well, you need to look at the 10-year uh, inflation adjust or, or real uh, rates currently. And, and you can see it sort of decoupled. It, it decoupled. That, that, those two follow the inverse. Follow it as, as rates, you know, kick up. That's, uh, that's, that's, you know, sort of lure the investors in. That's not good for, for bonds. As this retrace, naturally, that's good for, for bonds, we, uh, for, 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 uh, for gold. Um, but that decoupled over the past few weeks, that, that sudden decouple where, where we've seen rates retrace. And um, yeah, what I want to get to is you need to go look at the dollar dollar index. I use the Dixie um, dollar index and you and they've, they've actually perfectly inverse. You know, when, when the dollar improves or goes up like it did last year, we, we, we saw the, 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 the gold retrace. And, and I said, well, when you look at the previous time we've seen, and I, we just mentioned it, August 2020, 2020 where, where, where were the, 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 the Dixie trading? Dixie was trading 102, 103, very similar levels to what we see today. So all we're seeing is, as so what's your view on the dollar? You know, if your view is on the dollar is, yeah, it, it should improve. I mean, the dollar, this is as bad as it gets. America is going get to get, the, get, get the act together. Yeah, I think this... This is fine. Then, if you if your view is the dollar that will improve from current levels, then gold might not be your best best option. But if your view is that that the dollar is not really going to improve substantially, but it could even see further weakness, yeah, that's 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 a that's a very positive, you know, big positive for for gold. 
Imagine, imagine if interest rates start to fall in the United States and the dollar falls uh, oh. in, in line with that. Uh, gold will be at, um, I don't know, sky's the limit, really. And the gold shares in South I, Africa, I, I, because at the same time, you might have a weak rand and a weak dollar at the same time as a strong gold price. I mean, that's heaven for you. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, again, that, that is that is the perfect scenario for 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 gold. Naturally, won't be that good for 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 US investors. But just on that point, I mean, I'm not a technical analyst. I mean, I, I said it yesterday. I'm not a not a chartist at all. No, anyway. But I, I looked at this this graph where I put the gold price and the, the dollar index, you know, on, on one graph. And I just, you could clearly see the head and, and, and shoulders formation there. I mean, clearly, clearly the, 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 the left shoulder, the, the head, and now the right shoulder forming. Now, if we see a break through these, let's call it 100 um, points levels on, on the on the Dixie, mm. I mean, we could see next level that we can see is, is most probably your 80, 86, you know, 85, 86 levels. That has profound um, implications for every single market, not just gold, by the way. Crazy. Crazy, 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 crazy. Okay. So, on, I mean, on that and, and let's be honest. Yes. Let's be honest. If if more banks fall over, don't be surprised if that happened. If more U.S. banks start falling over, and even if this spills over to, you know, from the regional banks, which it's only been condoned to now, to to some of the bigger banks, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm not the doom prophet. I'm not the person that's building <laughs> gold in my portfolio. Um, as 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 I think that the the, the uh, you know the S and P five hundred is going to go to zero. I'm not that person. I do think that inflation will take longer to to get under control yes. because, as I mentioned, lots of liquidity. You're not going to get that liquidity out of the market asap. So I think inflation is with us for a little bit longer. And gold, for that reason, is a very, very nice edge. You're a great uh, salesman, Skulk. Thank you very much for your time this evening, as always. Skulk Lowe is a portfolio manager at PSG Wealth Old Oak Division in Cape Town. And that was the five o'clock shadow. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.